What's up, everybody? Welcome to Checkpoint, a video game podcast. This is episode 18. My name is Tyler Hall. As always, I'm joined by Iowa's largest truck stop, Matt Drobot. Matt, how are you doing? 180 in the house. <laughs> is that your area? Was that your area code? No, but that's the place of the largest truck stop is on uh, 180. Oh, the, that's the highway. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I drove past there on my way, driving across the country at the beginning of the pandemic to go home for a, a couple months. And I thought of you immediately. I was like, I'm sure Matt spent, spent many a nights. Yeah, there's lots there. to do up there at <laughs> night. Just get lost. You know, like it's Mall of America, but for Iowans. It's like you know? Night at the Museum, but truck stop. <laughs> All the things come to life. They got Robin Williams as Teddy Roosevelt there, too. No, he actually plays the sunglasses rack. Fantastic job. Kills Re- truly it. talented artist. Nails it. God damn it. I should have stopped in. I should have stopped. I might have run into you. Yeah. You're just still <laughs> lost. You're like, well, I would have seen you. You wouldn't have seen me. That's but. fair. You know your way around, I'm sure. No, but how, you, how have you been? I'm doing good. <laughs> it's it's um, been a minute. Yeah, it's been a hot week here with all the smoke and stuff. Oh, so man. that's been... At least the sky hasn't been violently red. That's a good... It kind of was last night. Yeah, that's true. But I I, don't, I couldn't tell if that's more of the sunset, if that was more of the sunset, or if that was... It probably aided, you know? It was just an aid to the natural red from the wildfires. Mm. But it just kind of added more of an ambiance. You know? <laughs> there was less smoke on my... Um, or uh, less ash on my car, like, this morning, other yeah, than, that's... like, the last couple of days, which was nice, because I didn't open my car, and it looked like fucking i'd scraped all the dandruff off my head it? <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible uh wildfire season yeah i know uh, yeah i mean since we've been away though there, i mean there have been some interesting developments in the A- activision acquisition uh ubisoft and disney had showcases that may or may not have been underwhelming uh the last of us part one is released on playstation 5 of course we'll get into all that and more as the show goes on but let's start with what we've been playing have you gotten any good anything good lately well i finished spider-man since we last recorded and i am now doing the dlcs um with is that as fantastic as everybody says it is i don't know i'm really only like two missions in and then i felt pretty unmotivated to play oh Um, definitely worth playing more than god of war for sure yeah just quality of content wise i've heard no definitely worth pandering around trying to find stuff to watch on youtube than play games (laughs) than play god of war i mean that's just facts and then i'm got back into writer's republic uh with their announcement season four and then the bmx career coming so oh dave mira making a comeback from the <laughs> grave i realized as i went on with that joke that he killed himself so it's less funny that way <laughs> uh, rest in pe- may he rest in peace much like the queen lost a great one dave mira are you seeing the queen suicide? <laughs> but jeffrey epstein did it um oh, no prince andrew fucking no <laughs> <laughs> BMX. Uh, Wait, did he kill the Queen or Epstein? He could have done both. Dave Mira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about you? Um, I've been playing God of War. I I don't want to say I restarted it because I had a save that was pretty far in. I'm mean, not not pretty far. I started 
uh, I want to say in the middle of Alfheim. That's where I started. So not very far in, I guess, but past the prologue. That's where I got, yeah. I got stuck because I'm making that video about God of War. So I wanted to like fully go through it recently. Plus Ragnarok is coming out and I got to be fresh up on that. And yeah, I don't gotta know. Got to get the platinum before Ragnarok comes out. Oh, that's out. true. That's true. And I've only got... 10 trophies left, I want to say. Just popped one for upgrading my health all the way completely with the apples. Nice. Iodun, I think that's what they are. Um, the first time I played it, I up, I found all the rage ones. So I already had that trophy, but I didn't have the health one. So that was a nice check off the box. It sucks because I'm going to have to go through and fight all the Valkyries. <laughs> but like I said, I think I was saying this last night where I invested a lot more heavily into strength this time around where I was trying to do the, sub the thing I don't typically do the first time I played the game, which was uh, like 2018 around that time was a time where I started to try to play games antithetically to how I normally play them, which is generally I don't care about anything else. I'm just investing in strength or I'm just investing like I'd play yeah. Bethesda RPGs and I wouldn't invest in like speech or anything like that very much. I would invest in like strength and heavy magic damage and stuff like that, you know. And so I, I just kind of started to consciously try to play games more antithetically to how sure, I. Yeah grew up playing them and so i i mean i don't regret it because it gave me the experience that it gave me but then going back and playing it now it's interesting because just investing in strength the game is so much easier even <laughs> playing it on hard than it was when i played it before and invested heavily on like defense and luck you yeah. know well like, you're also playing on a really high difficulty so what do you mean well i just feel like uh the enemies and stuff tend to have more health just be a little thicker so i just assumed strength would be oh better to show for more sure. beneficial because yeah your damage is gonna the damage you take is gonna be huge no matter what on that kind of yeah that's true you know like yeah. specking high defense you're not gonna like out heal or yeah healing resist, is you know yeah so it's those. nice to then get the health apples and have a nice pool of health and then invest in strength by in vitality basically and so you're just like it's basically just like who can do more damage the quickest yeah, you know just like i'll just just take it all but i'll just be trying to i'll be doing my light runic attacks and to my heavy runic attacks and then yeah it's fun you know i just be i just got out of hell which was cool always a good part of the game i don't think that was a spoiler but so i'm i'm close to the end i think i've got like four missions left to like Sheesh. beat that so I'm, just, once i get back to midgard i think i just got back to midgard um because <clears throat> you got to craft a, a special rune to get out of hell and so i think i just finished that part up and uh yeah i think i maybe we got like 10 hours left of the game and then i'm gonna i'm gonna finish all the side quests even though i don't have to do that because i did that the first time and so i have that trophy i just want to be as get as much xp and stuff as possible not for for sure. upgrading armor and stuff before I go into the Valkyrie stuff. I think I'm going to get all the side <clears throat> kind of areas. Like there's a roguelite kind of area for the game. Like that's one of the worlds you kind of open up where oh, just like nice. you run through and you try to get as far as you can, you know. And then there's a trials area, uh, which is kind of, you know, you just do like different challenges and like fight enemies and stuff and like waves that come in but it'll be like as long as there's enemies alive enemies will continue to respawn right so like you have to try to plan it so like there'll be five of them and all you have to kill is like five enemies but um if you kill one and then go focus on another one by the time you kill that other one the one that you just killed will have respawned and so it's just kind of like an endless loop unless you plan it of like i'm going to take you down to your last bar 
going to take you down to your last bar. I'm going to take you down to your last bar. And then I'm going to do like a runic attack and take you all three out at the same time and then do another runic attack and take these two out. You know what I'm saying? To try to. Yeah, it's really that. cool. I like how they added that in. I mean, they were it f- clearly feels like they were just like, oh, we need a little bit more content, which I don't know why they felt that way because the game is long as fuck. I mean, I, I just passed the 100 hour mark on total playtime and I've only played the game twice. It's, it's a long game. Especially coming from like the past games were five, ten, five, eight hour experiences if you're playing them on normal. But that's a great game. I really want you to get back into playing it, not only in part because we I want to record a podcast on a spoiler (laughs) cast so we can just go deep in that shit because that's that's easily top five favorite games of all time. I almost said my favorite game of all time, but I don't know. I don't know. There's so many on that list. Last of Us. I was like, yeah. GTA Five. We gotta talk about them. God of War. What else on that list? A lot of modern games. Yeah, you're really enticed by the modern generation. Well, I think I think I just I was becoming. It was those were my more formative years, right? Where like I was just going through puberty and playing GTA Five and getting into that game and just loving the story and and that was one of the first games where you know I watched interviews with the voice actors I think in part because like kind of funny's Greg Miller and interviewed them a couple of times and had them on the podcast and so just like getting more into like the story of that game out outside of the game yeah uh, was more interesting I think that helped that game. And the uh, the developer videos that they released as trailers for that game with the like you know narrative lady voice was just. Those were so good. Those hit for sure. <laughs> um, what else am I playing? Oh, we tried to, we looked at Saints Row. We, we sat down for a total you gave of, up on it so quick. I want to say eight minutes. We can, after we're done here, we can boot it back up and get back into it and see okay. if it gets any better if you, if you want. But I mean, I, <laughs> it just looked exactly how, how I expected it to, I guess, which. For better or for worse, after all the reviews and stuff, I don't know. What were your thoughts on the eight minutes that we <laughs> checked out? I don't know, man. It was eight minutes. It was the same 15 minutes of gameplay I'd watch uh, four different times. people play, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. Didn't look great, but... Yeah, and then we moved on to the- uh, checked out 20 minutes, 30 minutes of The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah. Spectacular looking game. Definitely... Yeah. A slight graphic improvement. Mild, yeah, yeah, definitely a mild graphical improvement. Certainly not, certainly not requiring the six thousand dollar price tag that Sony is asking for. No, you shouldn't. You sh- don't pay six thousand dollars for the Last of Us Part One. That's just absurd. I mean, that's very true. Don't pay six thousand dollars. No, don't even pay six hundred dollars for a damaged Firefly edition. <laughs> special edition. That's not going to be good. No, that game is beautiful. I mean, that's. All, all that remake does is just cements it as one of the best games of all time. I feel like it doesn't do any damage to the brand. And it's like whether or not you feel like it's worth spending $70 to play The Last of Us Part 1 either again or for the first time, that's a totally personal value proposition. You know, like what $70 yeah. is to one person isn't what $70 is to another. And it's also like if you didn't like The Last of Us when it released, you're not going to like The Last of Us just because it's prettier. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's yeah, not a lot of people's problem with The Last of Us was graphical fidelity when it first came out. You yeah. Know? And I mean, you either like third person narrative story games or you don't like third person narrative story games. It kind of is the progenitor of a lot of what games have become for PlayStation today. You know, it was yeah. The Last of Us. I mean, and un- I will say Uncharted. 
because that was kind of like the first one that they had. But The Last of Us was really that critical. I mean, Uncharted, I guess, was always getting like tens and stuff, whatever. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, it's the second one that makes it a movement, right? Like Uncharted could have been a standalone, you know, third person action adventure game. And instead, The Last of Us made it like, oh, they are going to focus on these yeah that's third true person yeah the next driven. one could have gone back to like platforming roots yeah, or something you know. some crazy shit yeah but then they went even more hyper realistic character driven story yeah and now look i mean you get god of war 2018 you get horizon <laughs> you get you know all these other games i can't name another game but i'm sure it's there i'm sure it's there um but yeah i, I just think it was the forefather of the playstation formula now a formula which unfortunately it seems like they're probably gonna abandon here in the next five years because they unfortunately doesn't make a lot yeah they're going full force into live service yeah i i I mean i'm sure there will still be single player games but much like you know david jaffe's been saying this for a long time sean Layden, when he left playstation said it's just not feasible to do these kinds of games anymore with this this big you know it just costs too much money and the return on investment isn't high enough which is crazy because it's like it almost feels like yeah we made a profit but the profit wasn't enough yeah and it's like so you made your money back so you didn't lose any money on that investment you paid all those employees. Just Everybody got their bonuses to make more money, and you didn't take that opportunity. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it just blows my mind that like we focus so much on being in the green and how much of a that it has is to after grow the plus. exponentially too, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's like why isn't this going up every year? Like, we wonder we ha- why well, there's like a dearth of creativity in the industry. Why everything? So we'll get into this later. Why everything is uh, another ip like another edition of an ip when it doesn't have to be you know we talk about prey later and how the you know that whole situation apparently went down which is kind of ridiculous at the end of the day when you look at it but get a little more stable on the table you know it's a little (laughs) maybe we can get it like just like <laughs> like how i have for my desk in my room like legs we can just screw on to the bottom yeah. and then just close that so that it's just way. like f- firm <laughs> um we'll just get into some news a little uh let's just get into some things i think i'm having a stroke do you smell burnt toast i smell burnt rhubarb pie i don't know what that means good pie choice i fucking a good <laughs> motherfucking strawberry rhubarb. Jesus Christ Bro, himself so would come down. Right back he does. <laughs> that's what that ash is. Jesus is just eating strawberry rhubarb pie up there. And he's just fucking. Uh... <laughs> Share this episode with your mom. You oh know? My if she makes a good rhubarb pie. Your mom does? No, I was saying share with moms who make a good rhubarb pie. Oh, I was saying don't share this episode with your mom. Like, do share it with your moms. Well, yeah, you share it with your moms. Give her my phone number, 425-2-1. Give that number to your mom. Bro, you're so confident with this editing. You're about to be saying your phone number out loud. Well, yeah, you beep. we'll beep that out. And if you can... 
read my lips, mom. Not my mom, because that'd be weird, but other moms. Call me. Um, let's get into some news, <laughs> some quick little tidbits that we got on here. Um, if you have anything to say about it, stop me, because I'm just going to go I through. Rattle. Number cool. one, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, the upcoming game from XCOM studio Firaxis, is in fact coming later this year. After initially being announced for March 2022, being delayed with no release date in November last year, and being rumored for spring 2023, we can now confirm thanks to the Disney Marvel Games Showcase the game is set to release on December 2nd later this year. Looks interesting. I don't know if I, you know, they kind of lost me when they said there was going to be a card game element, so I don't... Yeah. I, I was like, it cool, XCOM, cool. X-Men? Nope. Yeah, it's more like a wait and see for but me. But then this it's is... also like, I don't know if, yeah, I'm the demographic... Like, I don't think I'm going to learn a card game for Marvel. Yeah, no, not my jam. Um, number two, also announced in the showcase was Amy Hennig's new game starring Black Panther and Captain America set in World War II. Hennig is known ma- most famously for her role as writer, director, creator, and creator of the Uncharted series through Uncharted 3 and hasn't had a game release since then with her most notable project, Star Wars Codename Ragtag, was canceled with being canceled in 2017. Uh, while no title or release date was announced, you can be sure that this will be close to what you can expect from an Aiming Henning and company. I think this looks cool. Uncharted, Captain America, kind of. I just want it to get made, man. Yeah, At this yeah point, as long I'm as it just... gets to the end. All they showed was like a fancy CG trailer. And it's like, yeah, it showed a you diary on so a table. Far in production and they cut it. It's like. 100%. Look at Star Wars 1313. Let's just get a game out. Once EA and or once uh, Star Wars was bought by Disney, they canceled the shit out of that game, and that oh, game yeah. looks so cool. Oh. Remember when it was announced, everybody's like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> uh, number three, Sony revealed gray camo PS5 accessories on Tuesday, with pre-orders opening on September fifteenth. The accessories include new faceplates, a new DualSense controller, and a new Pulse 3D wireless headset. I think it's always great to have more options. I don't really see myself picking up the faceplate. Uh, but controller looks cool, so I might consider that. I don't love the Pulse 3D headset. Uh, playing online, there's just too much bleed through game audio yeah. um, onto the microphone. Just like playing with Taylor, I, when I had that headset, I felt like I had to turn down the volume of the headset itself a lot in order for her to not hear feedback from my headset. To also weird. hear your game. Yeah, okay. it was weird. I'm always pro-drip, so... Yeah, it's always... At the end of the day, it's always cool to have more options, whether it's for me yeah. or not, you know, just like to seeing them see them go more into that customization rather than just, oh, here's our first options. They kind of did fine. Like what I really want is them to open up their own like Xbox has an ID at Xbox where they allow you to pay a little bit extra and you can completely yeah. customize your controller. If Sony did that with plate face plates, a controller, I mean, I would fucking customize the shit out of that to match Hella and be like. I buy four different sets. So each straight day, up, be... straight up, four different sets for each day. Yeah, let's say. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, number four, Payday is coming back, kinda. A former developer on the game, Ulf Anderson, who worked on both Payday One and Two, has tweeted, tweeted has tweeted <laughs> that is studio <laughs> 10 chambers is returning to the co-op heist genre in what format and on what platforms we don't know but it will be interesting to see how they bring the style of game up to modern standards uh, payday to me always kind of felt a little heavy kind of clunky i also yeah. never really grew up 
playing games multiplayer either, which is why I like heavily gravitate heavily gravitate towards single player games now. I was always interested in the like heist format of Payday, but trying to play that game solo was next to impossible. No, yeah, you couldn't play solo. There was no good AI. And it was yeah, it was most fun with friends. Hundred you know, percent. If, if like that game came back and it was cross platform, like you could you could play it on PC and I could play That'd it. That'd be sick. That would be a game that I might consider investing in because it's like, hell yeah, I'd love to go fucking rob banks GTA style, but like, yeah. like realistically kind of with, a, you know, first person. Also, they also just made a co-op game, the GTFL or whatever. Oh, GTFO. Yeah, GTFO. But that game's hard as fuck. They did say. Oh, yeah, they're saying they're making it easier than that, but it's just like and how polished it came off. It was like really nicely reviewed. So. I'd be excited to see them. Return yeah, I've seen to streams of GTFO it. that look really cool. Like that that game, much like Escape from Tarkov, if you have a good rig, that game can look yeah like very enticing. But, but also, you have to have a lot of RAM for Tarkov, especially, and it's oh, hard. Yeah. And it's hard as fuck. Oh, it's so hardcore. But uh, number five, uh, finally, the excellent remaster for Uncharted Four and the Lost Legacy is coming to PC this year. After all, and is set to release on October nineteenth. I bought this. Uh, because specifically justified it to myself that, oh, I'll go see the Uncharted movie to talk about it on the podcast, and it gives you a free Uncharted movie ticket. So that's like $20 to go see that in the theater. The game is like $40, $50. So that's like I'm only spending $20, $30 on the game because I got that free ticket, which I was going to go buy and pay anyways. I got the free ticket, never went and saw the movie. I was like, didn't you watch it free on Netflix? Watch, waited so long it ended up coming to Netflix, watched it like 25% with my attention. Like 25% watched it with my attention, you know, I was barely paying mm-hmm. it any attention. That sentence didn't make any sense, but we're going to move on. <laughs> and then uh, didn't even finish it. And Dang. it's still free on Netflix. So interesting. The game was beautiful, though. I will say <laughs> an immaculate remaster. I never beat it, but I did beat Uncharted 4 like initially when it came out. I just got swept up into Horizon, I think, when like in the middle of playing it. So I just kind of. I know what happens in Uncharted 4 because I played it already, you know, so I can jump right back into where I was, you know, and one, not lose a beat gameplay <laughs> wise because it's Uncharted and two story. I know where I'm at, you know, because I've played it. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I'm not, not losing anything. It's more of just a, an attempt at getting more trophies for me and going through <laughs> that movie basically experience again, because that game is one of the best. I mean, <clears throat> graphically. I would say Uncharted 2 is by far and away my favorite. Like, I mean, I think that's most people's favorites, but I think uh, just for me it hit because I had just gotten a PlayStation 3. Kind of after getting a PlayStation 3, I started to investigate what games I should get more. Started seeing a little bit more about this game Uncharted 2 that was just hitting because I got my PlayStation in um, 2009, uh, so that Christmas. And that's the year the game came out. And so just like kind of it hit just at the right time. And I remember I was playing Call of Duty and Borderlands. And to me, gaming a lot like in that era was a lot of first person shooters, you know, because I would go over to my friend's house and I'd play Call of Duty split screen. We just play against each other. Halo was really popping. And I know Gears of War was out there, but I never really got into Gears of War. So at that time, I I, at one point before Gears of War 3 came out, I went and replayed 
are played through one and two like back to back to the point that I then never played three because I was just sick of Gears of War after <laughs> playing two straight Gears of War games back to back and and whatever you know no yeah. I still want to play Gears of War 3 but it's neither here nor there and then my grandparents just surprised me by getting me that which I hadn't even asked for Uncharted 2 specifically they just probably went to Best Buy thank that Best Buy store employee because <laughs> I guarantee you they went to Best Buy and were like my grandson's getting a PlayStation 3 what game should we get him and that that best buy employee was probably like well this is probably the best game on playstation right now like and showed them that and they were like oh it's rated t for teen it's got a cool guy on the cover he this best buy employee says it's cool so let's get it for him and they but how i know that they had to have asked like a best buy employee because they also got me the playstation media remote <laughs> so he was also just like here's a good suggestion and here's one for my <laughs> gotta look good bro pump the numbers yeah, that was a cool cool i gay ended up giving my one that i had to taylor because well, we probably got like it plays blu-rays now you're gonna be able to play all these well DVDs. that was how i tried to convince my parents that we should get a playstation i think we've talked about this yeah. though where because at the time blu-ray players were like eight hundred dollars <laughs> and my and the playstation 5 was like 400 500 and i was like but not only does this play blu-rays it plays video games it has an internet browser <laughs> like netflix on dvd but like internet crazy you remember those days where Netflix had to, I think it was only on the PlayStation 3, I'm not sure. And Wii. It was definitely on the Wii, too. Where Netflix shipped you a disc that you put in your console that then allowed your console to access streaming. No. It wasn't just like an app on your console. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Like, we just, like, Bro. now I have the Netflix app on my phone. We literally <laughs> saw the birth of streaming to where it is today. Yeah, like, I don't like, think about that as no. a big deal, but it's like, that's all we go to. Yeah, all we watch is nonsense content yeah. on but with uncharted anytime playstation's putting more of their stuff on pc i'm about it put yeah. ghost of tsushima i mean it is seven years later that game still holds up today they're shorting well yeah, I, the, yeah the thing that well, i don't yeah, it just shows they're paying attention to that market though you know what i mean like well i think this is the thing that i hate about fanboyism is people are like oh uh, PlayStation games aren't even exclusive anymore. So what does it matter? Like David Jaffe, for example, and I don't think David Jaffe is a fanboy, but David Jaffe on Twitter or on YouTube or somewhere made the point that like his friend asked him, uh, he was looking for getting a PlayStation five or an Xbox, like which one should he get? And he said, well, PlayStation's clearly bringing more of their games to PC. Um, and so Xbox is basically, and then game pass, Xbox has game pass. And in my mind, I'm watching that and I'm going, xbox exclusives are day and date on pc so if that's like your main point playing a game that was relevant four years ago on pc now isn't like the same like i don't <laughs> i don't understand how that's like that's the point that just doesn't make any sense to me like and also that shouldn't be your point like what what, what do you want do you want the value proposition of having access to a lot of games or do you want few games you know like not few games but like no you, still you buy a 60 dollar game like three four times a year that's exclusive quote unquote to your console and then yeah, you, it's that's just like you, play. Yeah, it's you just don't have you... access to that particular you know streaming service if you choose you know the platform yeah it's just yeah and it's, it's like what, are you choosing you know the console like the hardware at that point or are you just yeah, do choosing... you see horizon and you're like oh i really want to play that game or do you see a bunch of third-party games and a bunch of you know indie games and a bunch of like also matters where you are in gaming right like 100 because it's like 
yeah, if you're a parent buying a console for the kid, it's like, oh yeah, I'd much rather buy this $300 investment, pay $100 a year for them to have access to all the games that they can play and me not ever have to worry, you know? Yeah. And be on top of it compared to well, I would like actually to actually going to get only two games this year. And well, you know, I would I would like to get like if I had kids, I would like to get them an Xbox just to have a more easy way of showing them retro, like not retro games, but like more formative games other than like the Uncharted's and stuff like that. But like Game Pass has like all of that shit, you yeah, know, and it's although it's backwards compatible sometimes all the way up to the original Xbox, depending on the game, you know? And so that's like, you get access to third party, you get access to first party, you you know, all of these games now become available for you to show somebody. And, and so that's, that's invaluable. So yeah, it depends on, do you want the newest, you know, like it's just really depends on you, you know, but like making the point that like PlayStation games are coming to PC. So like, it's like, yeah, they are, but like four or five years, like (laughs) What's the point there? Like, I don't think that's a, that's a good point, you know? Because if it's, yeah, if it's those games you're worried about playing, like buy a PlayStation, you know? Or yeah. if it's just your idea is I want access to the most games. It's well, like, well, yeah, that, Jaffe said, especially if you have a PC, you should get an Xbox instead. And I was like, well, if you have a PC, why are you getting a console? Well, I can understand if you had a PC, why you would want to get a PlayStation. I don't understand why if you had a PC, why you want to get an Xbox. That's the thing that I don't understand. Because, yeah, like 99% of the games are on PC. Are, yeah, on PC with Game Pass. <laughs> but I watched that and I was like, I don't. All right, let's get into the more substantial news. Um, Bonnie Ross leaves Halo developer 343 Industries. It's crazy. She was with Microsoft for like 20 years. And then with 343 for like 15. So this is kind of big for them. Although she says it's a family medical issue, which I'm not saying I doubt. But also I think she was, she makes clear that she was going to probably leave at the end of the winter update if this, if she didn't have a family issue. So it's like, all right, you know, they're clearly trying to go on a different path now, which. Yeah, hundred percent. Is it more of them like pick when you want to leave or <laughs> right exactly but uh in a statement released on twitter monday september's uh 12th ross states quote while i had hoped to stay with halo until we released the winter update i'm letting you know i will be leaving 343 and attending to a family medical issue i'm incredibly proud of the work everyone at 343 industries has done with halo infinite the master chief collection the halo television series television <laughs> <laughs> and so much more yeah i don't know that uh, the show would be something I shouted out, but they renewed it for season two. Uh, she continues, it, it has been an honor to serve alongside the team for the last 15 years and to be a part of the universe that I love, end quote. Uh, this comes after a tumultuous few years for the Halo franchise. After dipping their toes into Halo with the remastered Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, 343's first non-remastered outing with Halo 4 was a decent success despite leaving a little bit to be desired. The story was there, the gameplay was solid, and it was a stunningly beautiful game. It did, however, struggle on the multiplayer front. Their next release, Halo the Master Chief Collection, a remastered collection of Halo's greatest hits in Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST, and Reach, continued Halo 4's multiplayer woes, and the game was relatively unplayable for at least two years after its release in 2015. Uh, And while they did seemingly fix their multiplayer issues with Halo 5, it has been at the sacrifice of the campaign since. Both Halo 5 and the recent Halo Infinite have had a great initial multiplayer offerings, but longtime fans of the series have had problems with each of their campaigns. 
with the latter opting to turn itself into a more of a Far Cry-esque open world experience where you find yourself exploring an empty open world, tackling missions, and unlocking forward operating bases akin to Far Cry's outpost systems in order to enable fast travel locations and armories. Halo Infinite's woes haven't stopped, however. Despite showing confidence by releasing Infinite's multiplayer earlier than initially announced, everything since hasn't hit the mark. Infinite, despite being billed as a live service, is still only in its second season, with its third being pushed to next year. Forge still hasn't released, and split-screen co-op has been outright cancelled. I'm not sure what's next for the Halo franchise, but Microsoft has to understand that their most recognizable IP cannot continue in this state. I mean, I literally, I'm speaking of buying an Xbox, I bought an Xbox Series S specifically to have access to Halo Infinite, and... Uh, sold it within like three months of the game's yeah. releasing because like it was great at first and I remember you know bringing you into my room and being like look at this this is awesome oh, yeah. Halo's back this is spectacular we played a couple matches yeah the gameplay was awesome I was enthralled by how well it felt you know how beautiful the game was and then the campaign came out and it was like I do I feel no desire or motivation <laughs> to play this whatsoever and then I was like at least the multiplayer is good and at least the Oh, they released the Battle Pass. Oh, let's look at... Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, hopefully they'll fix it. It's a live service. They can fix it. They can just... Oh, they're not doing anything. They always could. They're not doing anything. Oh, oh, you can buy a helmet for $20. A helmet for... A helmet for $15. I don't... And it's not even cool. It's just another... Like, one panel is different than the Master Chief in these traditional Spartan... Like, what? what? (laughs) It's like... Wait, wait. Uh, what are they doing? Not handling their IP well. No, like, no. For something that like literally motivates people to buy consoles. Like we were just kind of talking about this with PlayStation and why you're making those choices. It's like Halo is one of those games that people are like, I want to play that game, you know? And it's like, and the fact that how disappointed you would be. And it's like, yeah, you got a lot of like other offerings, but it's also just like, I think resort to reading the books instead. Like, it's because the books are bangers. Yeah, Fall of Reach was was dope as hell. Yeah, haven't started the second one yet. (laughs) Fall of Reach was dope. Um, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, it's just kind of not. You know, my best to Bonnie Ross. You know, and her family, and I hope everything's all right. You know, I would also feel upset probably and probably if it was like a medical issue, like a personal medical issue or something like that, it probably like, I don't doubt the stress of people just hating on you all the time. Oh, you know, yeah, like that's... wasn't it moist critical or something like that? Just called 343, like the worst developer out there right now, like just on a stream. Damn, and no, it's I like, <laughs> that, is that that's a long haired guy, right? Yeah. Like well, the one that with the screenshot I sent you where they were like talking about how soy it was like that his setup yeah. was now. And they're just like, gentlemen, is this soy to take care of your shit? <laughs> care how your shit looks. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Man just have jerseys of his, the gaming organization he owns. Just and called, like fucking but he, soy. you know, on his stream or something called three, four, three, like the worst. And it's like, mm, I don't think so. But like, I don't think they're, what they're doing is great. But also <laughs> like saying something like that on stream seems a little mean spirited in a way just because you're a little upset he talks very like to give him the benefit of the doubt you know no benefits no doubts okay persecution (laughs) (laughs) well you know maybe they should have made a better game damn (laughs) shit uh anything else on that um no i yeah wish bonnie the best you know i don't want to see ever another person you know 
another emergency, but maybe it's what they need to just have a new pair of eyes hit Halo because they're gonna keep, they're gonna keep doing stuff with it. Like they're never gonna they're not gonna let this die. Right, so, and people are saying that a new developer needs to take over, and it's like, why? I don't know. If, How yeah, does that even make developer. any sense? It's like three four three. Not only like they worked with Bungie and then re, like remade Halo One in order to fully understand how Halo works, and then still yeah. fumbled the ball. It's like you really think just giving that really, IP. You want a Bungie game, and that's cool. But the more degrees away you go from Bungie, the less it's gonna feel like that. Right, exactly. Like they got the bare bones structure there. Like it is great gameplay feels great to be on those maps and move through them and yeah. use the weapons it just did you play halo 4 sucked. or 5 i didn't yeah i played 4 it was fine i mean the campaign was all right you know like i i didn't really know anything about the forerunner shit that they started to explore in that uh, so it just kind of like hit me out of left field but it cooler to go deeper into halo's lore in that way but um, yeah, I don't know. They just then Halo Five. I just remembered the marketing really got me because I was like, oh fuck, you get to play as like another Spartan hunting Master Chief, and like everything played into that that you were just hunting the Master Chief. And then it's literally boils down to one scene in the fucking game, like where they're just kind of like, you know, like bro, fucking hell yeah, and they're like, all right, we're cool, and then they just work together for the rest of the game, and it's like, oh, that was your whole. <laughs> that was that was would have been interesting to look at master chief in a different light through a whole game yeah but, it would have been <laughs> i don't know just disappointing i don't i don't really have anything else to say on this though i'm just sad <laughs> i just want halo to be good <laughs> i just want halo to be good anyways um speaking of potentially dead franchises the mafia <laughs> franchise isn't dead yet uh, hangar 13 the development team responsible for mafia 3 is back at it again with them white vans and is seemingly working on mafia 4 Reported by IGN's Cab Bailey, two heads of the studio got together to reminisce on the franchise's 20th anniversary, eventually stating, quote, I'm happy to confirm we've started work on an all-new Mafia project. While it's a few years away and we can't share anything more right now, we're really excited to keep working on this beloved franchise and to entertain our players with new stories. Uh, Mafia 3 was fun despite being a little generic, and I'm excited to see what they bring to a new entry in the franchise. Hope to God it's better than Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my i hope they don't go that way oh my god um mafia 3 was dope though like i liked the idea for the story being a black man in the south after was a vietnam that was really cool yeah playing as lincoln yeah yep i thought um, the story Clint, itself yeah. was like no i couldn't get into it um they yeah there was a lot of collectibles you're and stuff, a racist and usually no i can't play as a black man how am i supposed to role play this he's way cooler than me <laughs> <laughs> um i didn't i don't know didn't uh but you like mafia like the one other ones yeah i played the remake yeah uh the remaster and that was mafia one was a remake fantastic is it just a remake i never yeah. know when it's they remade movie. mafia one i think they remade mafia two and yeah, then they, they just remastered and then they remastered it. I was like, yeah, they did all three of them for like the collection. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mafia one was cool. I don't think I beat it. I got just past the racing section and got frustrated and stopped playing. <laughs> Mafia two is one that now with that the PlayStation plus has their little collection uh, yeah. of games that's on there. And so I've been kind of thinking about getting into it more. We've been talking about it because it just, I remember just playing the demo of that game and just 
replaying it over and over and over and over again, just driving around in the open world because it was one of my first experiences with my own console playing something like that. Like I remember GTA 4, but I never had it on PS3. And uh, now I don't even like GTA 4, but... (laughs) Now I don't even like it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. This will be cool. If they can do it right, and if they kind of try to not make it like a Ubisoft open world where it's... No, it'd be cool if they kept going into the future and went 80s, and it was like a Scarface. Yeah, like a 80s. But then I feel like so many people are doing like 80s. It'd be really cool if they did like a 90s Tony Soprano style mob story where you're fucking... It's like a Red Dead story more, like the end of the mob more in a way. Be cool. That'd be a nice way to cap. Just like kind of end mafia it all. Mafia the franchise. Yeah. yeah. Or like, go on to like, keep it going. Go on to like Gangbangers the movie or something. <laughs> the next game. No, and they you just go, go to, to Mexico. Oh. Speaking of Ubisoft though, Ubisoft is giving Assassin's Creed a bit of an update. One of the biggest criticisms we had with Assassin's Creed's latest release, Valhalla, if you don't remember, check out, I think literally our last episode that we released, <laughs> you were talking about it. Oh, man, uh, that was that it, blo- it was felt bloated and way too long. Uh, Ubisoft has announced it plans to address those concerns in the upcoming release of Assassin's Creed Mirage, the next update in the franchise set in Baghdad. Future games in the franchise will supposedly not follow the 100 plus hour RPG formula of recent entries like Odyssey and Valhalla with the first release to do that being Mirage. Uh, this considering... Uh, This makes considering playing future Assassin's Creed games more enticing for players like me who have fallen off the franchise as it's gotten more bloated and longer. Uh, Reported by IGN's Matt Perslow, executive producer of Assassin's Creed, Mark Alexis Cote, Cote, said, quote, This was conceived and built to celebrate the 15th anniversary, so that's why we're using our modern Valhalla engine to build a smaller game that pays tribute to our original game by focusing more on stealth, on close-quarter combat, on parkour, and on a denser city that goes back to our roots in the Middle East with Baghdad as the centerpiece. They also mentioned that this game will be $50 at release, which is nice because it's smaller. Cool. Definitely more enticed to play this than I would be... Like if they were doing that, what was rumored with the, the live service, infinite, whatever the yeah. fuck, Assassin's Creed. Well, they're still doing that. I know, but like I'm, I'm, with this no, also yeah. being a release that's coming, I'm more interested in something well, it's like, along yeah, these lines. You're more likely to buy this $50 game than to buy like Codename Red or whatever the if Codename, Japanese yeah, one is. Is that one going to be like more of a traditional? Yeah, they said that one's going to be um, an RPG and then Hexa. That's also why is it the one that I want? The Japanese one, the one that I've wanted for so goddamn long. Because they got to get the weebs. You got to get the weebs. I want to spend 100 plus hours in Japan if it looks good, if they don't fuck it up. I would rather spend 50 tight hours in Japan. I know you would. 50 hours is still a long time, Matt. I know you would. 50 hours is still a long time. That's two whole days. No, it's more than two days, but... Barely. Just give me the benefit of the doubt and just say that it's two whole fucking days. (laughs) Of your days, that's fine. Fuck. My Um, day, yeah, my days are 25 hours. I just hope, like, it's intentful, right? Like, I just don't want them to be like, oh, we're riding the wave of people aren't liking really big, long RPGs. What are people liking? Oh, they're liking God of War and Spider-Man and, you know... And it's like, oh, what if we made these tighter stories too? You know, we're already Horizon remaking is more yeah, the Horizon biggest is more fucking RPG. massive open I, worlds I've ever seen why, in my entire life. It's fucking massive. Yeah. Um, 
and they're like, man, I'm already making, doing this remake of the first Assassin's Creed. What if we just used all the assets <laughs> from remaking this one and just made another city? Did they remake the first Assassin's Creed? I thought Creed? they were talking about redoing it. <laughs> that would be interesting. Or doing a remaster. Yeah, they released like a trailer for it. Maybe not. I was like, I'm not, I don't think I've seen that. They did the Ezio collection. Like yeah, a while four ago. or five years ago. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's why I think they're doing a remake Altair. of the... Yeah. I don't know. I never heard of it. But are you intrigued? Um, Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, yeah, if they mean to do it well. Like, because you can just be like, oh, it's going to be tighter and just have bad stealth and you know, a story um, that's just like uncompelling, right? Like I didn't like Bassam or whatever his name is when he was in Valhalla, like wasn't a great character. And now I'm going to just have to follow him around. Like I didn't think Ooh. he was cool. Uh, the guy you're playing as Bassam. Oh, he was in Valhalla? Yeah. Oh. He's one of the guys you like interact with and then he he's in the future now. Um, Interesting. But it they also said that it's going to be more lore focused on the assassins and stuff and looking at the creed. And I would find it more interesting to go into like the hidden ones, like lore and more of like their things and not because most of the lore they focus on is all the dumb alien shit that happens. And it's like, I don't care about your dumb aliens, but it would be cool to see like how you're trying to make you know, the hidden ones behave. Like, how are you getting these creeds and stuff? So if they do that, I would, I think it could be a banger. You definitely pay a, pay a lot more attention <laughs> to what the fuck is going on. Well, I like Assassin's Creed. I was also excited for Hexate. That one's not going to be an RPG. That one's going to be Apparently it has shorter. something to do with Web 3. Really? Why do you say that? That's just what I was told on the internet. Yeah, they did a whole... uh like AG game where like everyone decoded it and it actually is like German for um, work in the dark to protect the light and then another German phrase. So people are hypothesizing that it's going to be, no, it's going to be the 17th century, the witch trials in Germany where they killed tons of people. Oh, see, that would make sense for tons. being which uh, NFT then, thing. Because everybody who makes an NFT is put out the stake for which <laughs> fucking witch trial. I don't know. I just read something on Twitter. It probably was something stupid, but. Well, it might have just been that like they had a puzzle and there was AG and stuff. and Something about Web3. I don't know. It would suck if it was something was like the, that. I hope places don't go that I direction. really hope it is because that's the one that you specifically brought up as something that you wanted. So. Well, yeah, it also is going to be another $50 game. So, Oh, that's nice. Well, yeah, I think they could do a really cool story of witch trials in Germany. Oh, yeah. With assassins? Doing assassin Well, they kind of showed a little bit of that kind of stuff in, uh, I guess it wasn't witch trial, but with uh, the beginning of Unity, where you're, yeah. you, the guy's getting burned at the stake. I mean, it was just because he was an assassin, right? Or yeah. Templar or whatever, whichever one he was. But, yeah. I mean, like. During the French Revolution. That was a really cool scene, and they were good at that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't really have much more to say on Assassin's Creed, though. It's cool if it, they play it if they if it pans out, right? But like, 
Yeah. I don't have a ton of faith in a, uh, a publisher like Ubisoft who's kind of just swinging like they, they make, yeah, to swing right now because I feel like, like they're getting taken over by Tencent. And like, <laughs> like they make really cool games and there was lots of moments in Valhalla where I was like, oh, wow, this is an enjoyable mission. There were lots of moments in Valhalla. It was a very long game. Well, there were lots of enjoyable ones. There was just also 90 hours of unenjoyment, you know? Yeah. And, it, so and that one, I did you have to go get game, the music pages too? No, but the there feathers. Was, um, no, that was two. The Valhalla, it was. Um, Odyssey was music pages. It was like. Uh, no, Odyssey. I don't know. I didn't play Odyssey. Music pages was in four, though. You got the sea shanties. Three was the worst. It was Benjamin Franklin's book. Stupid. How fucking dare you? Stupid. What are you talking about? My boy, um, Benny Franks. My boy, Benny Franks. Yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a transition. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to know if that's all you had to say. Thank you. You got anything else to say on a set? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, yeah. I know they're going to do a higher NPC rate. They're actually Prey director uh, says Bethesda forced the studio to use the name Prey. We talked earlier about this a little bit. Raphael Colantonio, Colantonio, director of the recent Prey reboot developed by Arcane, uh, developers of Dishonored and Deathloop, says that the team didn't want to use the name Prey and felt like it was disrespectful to the original Prey and its developers. He initially stated this on the Game Maker's Notebook podcast, and it was reported by Kotaku and followed up by on IGN. Colantonio states, quote, calling Prey Prey, that was very hurtful to me. I did not want to call this game Prey, and I had to say uh, I, I wanted to anyway in front of journalists. There's a bit of the artistic, the creative side that is insulted when you tell this artist, quote, you know your game, it's going to be called Prey. And you go like, I don't think it should. I think, that's, I think it's a mistake. Uh, he goes on to say, quote, it was also a kick in the face to the original makers of Prey. I wanted to apologize to them many, many times. I didn't really have a chance because I don't really know those people. It was never our intention to steal their IP and make it ours. It's gross, and that's not what I wanted to do, end quote. The forced development of IP instead of the pursuit of new IP is always disappointing and seems to be the rule in the games industry lately. Have we run out of ideas? No, but it does feel like the only way companies seem to market to us anymore is, you know, this thing you like? Yeah. Here's another one. This is that thing. Like Don't tiny you like penis. it? It's like, I mean, I liked that thing, but you've made a new thing. It's right. cool if they are connected, but it's like my only investment should be the quality of the thing, not putting a that name on it. That is something that I you know? know. Yeah, it shouldn't be like. Well, because yeah, Prey didn't really have anything to do with Prey. No. I didn't play the first Prey. But I know about it, you know, like. And it's like, also feels bad because these people are working with a lot, you know, Arcane is working with very different intent in their head while they're developing and making this game. And then to kind of be just like broad brush it into something else, you know, just to be skinned right. for your easy marketing is disappointing. Sad to see in Bethesda. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I mean, it's tough because that is something. They do. I mean, they just kind of rock between Elder Scrolls and Fallout, Fallout and now Starfield, you know? Yeah, I'm surprised they aren't still milking Dishonored. I mean, I'm sure now that Arcane isn't working on Deathloop, they probably will be. 
themselves. Those were some if great PlayStation probably games, didn't though. pay for Dishonored, they probably wouldn't have fucking ever developed <laughs> that shit. We'd probably, or I mean, Deathloop, we probably would be getting Dishonored 3. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but luckily, we got to play around and have Deathloop, which was way cooler. Deathloop was dope. It's more like, I mean, Deathloop was kind of like a, a more accessible Dishonored in a way. No, I know? agree. I like, I, but that's why I invested way more hours in Deathloop than I ever did in a Dishonored game. No, well, it's like, yeah, especially with some, a developer like Arcane, it's like they're getting their rhythm and feel to games, you know? And, um, I think Deathloop really highlighted that was like one yeah. of their peak loops. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is why something like Forspoken, I want to be good, you know, because it's just something new. And I'm sick of having the same shit, you know, just over and yeah. over. Everything's got a two or a three after it, you know, like it doesn't have to. <laughs> it really doesn't have to. But I don't know. We shouldn't just be green lighting things because we think that they're franchisable. You yeah. know, like that's that's another upsetting thing, because it feels like if you're not an established IP, you have to feel like you could be. You know, and it's like, how about we just get one-off games? How about we just get one-off experiences? Why isn't everything the Marvel franchise where you're trying to tie it all together, have six different things all relating at once, connecting to each other? Yeah. You know, everything's just a nod and a wink because you played the other games. Right. And you're like, nah, you could just make a kick-ass game. This could just be something new. This could just be something new, but. I guess we'll just, we'll, we'll see when we look back in 10 years and everything is. Well, I'm going to buy a game that came out seven years ago again, so. <laughs> what, Uncharted? Yeah. <laughs> I did buy it. I did just buy The Last of Us Part 1 remake. <laughs> but whatever. I'm a hypocrite. Um, but that's all we have for today. I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add to that conversation. Um, you got anything? Anything no. you want to shout out? Any? You looking no. forward to anything? BMX baby. Yeah, Dave Mears BMX making a comeback. We're stoked. <laughs> Is that the only BMX person you know? And that's why you- Well, I just when I had a PlayStation 1, I had Dave Mears BMX, the video game okay. for that. And so that's my like point of reference for a BMX game. Because okay. there's like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. But then Dave Mears BMX. Yeah, where they went in. That shit was lit. I had no idea how to play it. But I remember riding around on a bike on a track and being like, this is cool. This is pretty cool. Um, But yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, This has been Checkpoint, a video game podcast, episode 18. Thank you for your support. And remember at CheckpointPodcast.com, just $1 gets you the podcast early. If $1 is too much, we understand. If you'd like to support us for free, the best way to do that is to share the episodes with your friends and especially your mom. Uh, and review us on your podcast platform of choice or all of them all of them is good too if you're watching on youtube please like the video subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload Uh, please submit your comments questions and concerns to questions at checkpointpodcast.com the show also posts wednesdays on spotify and apple podcast services for free take it easy bye Check in with you next time. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought that was just like your vibe. Dude, this is like the time we got so high the one time where you were like, I that's it. See ya. And I thought you were telling me to leave your apartment. And I just started backing up. Bye. 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 Bye.